0: And like that, we are back. Money Gang Podcast, episode 83. So, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, a lot of things I want to talk about. Lakers, you know, this whole, the new power spinoff, off, book two. Um, toy Lanes, there will be a good portion of this episode. and This will be the Toy Lanes episode. So, uh, let's not ramble on into this intro. Let's go ahead and get into it. So, um... Yeah. Um, last night, <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers went up 3-1 against the Nuggets. I know what everybody across the basketball world is thinking. I mean, yeah, the Nuggets, it's the third time in this playoff series, in the playoffs period, not even series, that they have been down 3-1. And the first two times, they won the series. Now, I don't think that's going to happen because, well, I think, like, LeBron is what um, – Fifty-three and zero, fifty-something and zero. When he's up three-one, has never lost. Undefeated in three-one games, and only thing that he's he's won being down three-one in the finals before. But he's never lost when he's up three-one. Nobody's never beaten him when he's up three-one. So you can go ahead and put this one in the books. I mean, it was a it was a, it I mean, it was an entertaining series up to this point. I mean. A lot of people thought they were going to win a game. I mean, I, I, I'm smart enough to know they was going to get at least two games, if anything. They got one, and I think that will be definitely be the last one, and they will go ahead and close this out. So, with that being said, there, I don't think it will be a cakewalk, but I think it will get done, and it will be done in good fashion. All they have to do is uh, play with the same hunger that they're playing with because they're going to be some type of – um. Desperate play, a sense of urgency, if you will, and I think the Lakers gonna have to match that to even stay into the game and obtain a big lead, obtain a big lead in a game and keep it because it's been these games I've been seeing in Western Conference Finals is it's basically just a game of runs and who can come back from whatever deficit. If you've been paying attention to the Miami Celtics uh, series, that's the same thing. It's about who can just overcome a big lead, 18, 20 point lead, and still have that fight to the end. No game is never really over. Um, uh, me and Simone kind of got into a little heated sports or basketball debate about you know the previous game which the Lakers lost, and she was saying they was taking a a game off and resting their bodies. I'm like no, and I'm like no because this is the west this is the Western Conference Finals. You rest your bodies on these off days. Which is every you got to play every other day, so you only got a day to do that. Those are days you rest. If I, if anything, you want to be up three zero in the Western Conference Finals, and you know we had a conversation about that. Now, she tries to side with Skip the next day because Skip, don't like, you can't you can't side with Skip because Skip doesn't like LeBron anyway. He'll say we the Lakers win by twenty, but he you know deep down inside, he's like he's trying to jinx it. So when he doesn't, he got he got something to criticize the next morning. And, that's the game that he plays. And she's trying to side with him and all that. I'm like, bro, come on now. But we're up 3-1 now. And we're about to close it. I don't know. Everybody's saying Miami-Lakers finals. That's what it's kind of looking like. I don't really see the Celtics coming back at this point. I mean, I, the Celtics had so many times to win different games that this is just, like, crazy. Like, I don't understand how they put themselves in this big hole now. They got to climb themselves out. But if the Celtics do put a hell of a run together and push it to seven, I don't see that happening. The Heat, they've had some type of momentum since the first round of the playoffs. Like, they just had some aura about them. They just want to win. Now, Jimmy Butler, he wants to win an an NBA championship, and me personally, I don't give a damn if they do play against the Lakers or not. I feel Jimmy Butler deserves to win a championship, and that's that's saying a lot. But because his work ethic, and he's not one of these players kind of like Paul George that just bounce around teams and, you know, don't want to put the work in and don't perform the way he should. I mean, he had bad situations. Obviously, he started off with the Bulls, you know, and moved around Minnesota. You know, that didn't work out. It was tension in the locker room. Go to Philly. You know, that wasn't the right fit. Um, And now he's in Miami. And I think this is the perfect fit for him. This is the type of winning culture that he needs to be a part of. And it just, it just, both, like, both parties complement each other between Butler, uh, Spolstra, and Pat Riley. Like, all parties complement each other from the coach and to the officers and the general general manager and the president of basketball operations like it's like they're all on the same page and that's the type of um, energy that you need to have a successful um, basketball um, franchise so yeah that's what it's kind of looking like uh, you know the bitter heat fans or die-hard heat fans that the mad LeBron left the last time and went back to Cleveland they want to say, "Oh, this will be you know some type of closure for them." Uh, I guess. But I mean, I really don't pay attention to stuff like that. Only reason I know is just because you know Instagram and you know Twitter and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, I think both Miami and Lakers are just gonna close it out, and you know, but finals will start probably Sunday. Well, no, not this Sunday. I don't know. I don't know when the finals will start. I don't know when the finals will start if anything I thought it would probably start what if they close both if they both close out on these games then probably could we'll start like what Wednesday or Thursday or some shit like that I don't know if they have like a set date for this shit because you never know like if they should go to 6 or 7 or how they might so I don't know if it's a set date for the finals or not or how the shit works but um, I think they'll both close out so let's move on and let's talk about power book two actually. But it's you now it's still really power. So uh as you all know, uh Power, a show that kinda, you know, came out of nowhere and just, you know, took off and, you know, with his loyal fan base and managed to gain new fans each season. So that always helped out publicity, suspense, you know, is it's the perfect mix with, you know, Great acting and you know great actors and actresses. So, uh, Power wrapped up there. Uh, what sixth season? Now they got like what five four or five spin-offs they can uh, go against. Now the one that we're three episodes into now is Book Two, Ghost. Um, next will be Book Three. It'll be a prelude to the whole Power series itself, and it'll show. Uh, Cainan, which is played by Fifty Cent, Tommy, and Ghost, and them and their, them in their teenage years. There will be book three called Raising Kanan. After that, it will be um. I think it's supposed to be uh, I think Tommy, that's supposed to be book four, uh, Force, it's supposed to be Tommy spinoff. Then, I think after that, it's supposed to be a prelude of you know Rashad, Tate. And his um his it's like a prelude Rashad Tate, and it showed like something you know before all that stuff happened before he came into his character on the original Power. It's like a prelude before you know he, he played up there. So it's like a lot of good spinoffs. Want to see how everything is um played off, and you know how these spin up how how everybody like gravitate to different spinoffs and what's their favorite and stuff like that. But Let's talk about uh, book two. Now, book two definitely plays off uh, the last season of the original Power and you know, it's Tyreek. He's taking on his adult responsibilities in college as well as trying to, you know, make sure his mother is not incarcerated. Now, a lot of good actors, a lot of good cameos, a lot of, it's definitely star power in here uh, to the additional cast adding on to the cast, uh, Mary J. Blige, Method Man, you know, those are names, you know, that ring the most bells, but there's a lot of other good actors in here, the storyline, you know, definitely, it's just like another season of Power, like, this is, the, this is definitely the one they should be, uh, playing, like, this definitely should be the first spinoff, because it takes you right where Power left off, and that's just what everybody wanted to see, so, that. But so far, I know it's definitely some great writing and storytelling going on. Excuse me. Oh, yeah, it's definitely some good writing and storytelling going on. Um, it's definitely it gonna be it's definitely already entertaining. You want to see how this storyline plays out? It had to build up. Now we're seeing uh what Tyreek probably definitely gonna be working with you know Mary J Blige's character Monet. You know, working with her family and seeing how Tyreek, you know, what girl he chooses between the two girls that he got. And, you know, it's just crazy. I just want to see, like, the build up is crazy. We've seen, you know, already Tyreek, you know, aligning himself with this family who seems to be, you know, on the same sh- street depths of the shit that his family was already on and shit like that. And they made lots of money doing within the first you know the first power, so this is definitely gonna be something entertaining with the power you never know what's gonna happen or who's gonna die or what situation is gonna come up and what type of shit's gonna happen so it's already looking very promising and looking like I'm saying is if if me saying that is not enough, it already did seventy five mil within three episodes and is already renewed for season two star so this, uh, you know, this is definitely not me just gassing up a show. This is what people want to see, and it only gets better. It got people, you know, that's trying to catch up on the old power just to get to this point. So, you know, see what, it, understand what everybody's talking about and shit. So, you know, when it's good, it got people going back, looking at old episodes. I can relate to that because I know I pay attention to my audio Mac notifications, and some to some effect cause it like the older episodes of the podcast or the ones you know or maybe people trying to get to this point or they're seeing me post on instagram or seeing money Gang daily or seeing you know somehow somebody put them on to the podcast and that's just how it works people want to listen for, like watch and listen from the beginning and get to the point where they at now so i can understand that factor and being something being good or entertaining and um you know, want to start from the beginning to see, like, how they got to this point, and I'm not saying my podcast is the, the podcast equivalent to, you know, Power TV show or nothing like that, but I can definitely understand why, how, from a fan standpoint, how, you know, that would, it makes you do stuff like that, so, but yeah, like I said, it looked very promising, and I think Simone is in there right now, probably researching some stuff about cast members or whatever. So I thought I might, you know, put this part in there. But she liked to research stuff about people, relationships and girlfriend, boyfriend, stuff like that and all that stuff. But, yeah, I thought I would just talk about this power stuff because, I mean, it it is, you know, keeping me something to look forward to each week. So, yeah. All right. Um, Now, let's talk about this whole... Tory Lanez thing now. Now, this is crazy. This is definitely crazy. Now, he... He dropped some project today. Okay. It's called Daystar. I listened to this project. You feel me? I had to, just to see. Now, this whole Tory Lanez thing, people got their own, you know got their own opinion about this and people but like I say all the time it's always three sides to every story and to this particular scenario these are the three sides Megan's side which we saw first Tori's side which we are just we are just hearing his side now because he was the one who was silent this whole time but with, uh, I would say with with great reasoning though, playing it the right way. Now, now, and the third one is just the actual damn truth. Now we're we probably never know the the true what the hell really happened. We probably never really know. But let's talk about this project because you know the album reviews that's what we that's what everybody want to hear. So, this album, I mean, it's probably, it starts off on a good note, you know, with the money over fallouts thing, and, you know, that's probably the best, you know, because it starts off with people, uh, you know, hearing the people criticize him, you got like an academic skit, you got like Donkey of the Day and Maul off Joe Button. so it's like, you hear all everybody, you know, voicing their opinion about Tory and him that was just the opening track of him addressing all this stuff now he addresses a lot the situation throughout this project but the thing about it he's addressing the situation on this project and trying to like say like basically saying he wants Meg back type shit now i don't feel like that that sentiment of this album needed to be i don't feel like these songs love songs and all that and even in the intro when he's rapping He's still saying like he wants to damn reconcile and shit like that even after all this shit now i don't I don't think that was a good idea. I think he should have stuck with you know just explaining all this stuff rapping I don't think the love songs and she can always come back and all this that woman song and I don't think that that's a good idea because now it just kind of looks like this desperate attempt. You know, to break your silence, come out and finally speak after this what month or so, a couple months or so, whatever. It seemed like a long damn time, regardless of how long it was. And just use that attention to you know your advantage. Not saying that he needed it because he didn't, but it was supposed to be a live video, and you never did a live video. And I mean that that should have been how you did this probably in this situation cuz that's what the, the 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 that's the route she took to, you know, double down and say that you did it not like some weeks ago. So I don't think this was a good idea personally. Because if you're going to make a project about this so a month or two later and address this stuff, then you probably should have came out just publicly when she was coming out and not trying to talk to your team, your public agents and all that, trying to get them to flip the story. You should have just came out and said something when she was airing it out. And some people may say, you know, because there's a lot of different aspects. There's a lot of different conspiracy theories and all that. I ain't going to get into that. But um, if you want to get into that, Some people, because you know, a few months prior to this whole situation, Tory Lane said, got up here and said he was on Twitter and said he was going to expose Interscope. And a lot of people wanted to know, like, he posted that, then you didn't hear from him for a few days or a week or two. So, that wasn't, you know, I don't know what happened after that. But. Tory Lanez owns his masters now. And that's just some knowledge that I got today. I did not know that. I saw the tweet. Act on Twitter. Had to look up. Research myself. And that is factual. So between him posting that tweet saying. I'm going to expose Innescope. And one thing about this whole rap industry shit. Like. They like what people fail to realize, like people don't want you to see the dark side of it. Like think about Instagram. It's always videos of, you know, Lambos and, you know, little pool parties and oh you know, shit like that. Um exotic women and, you know, mansions. You see that side. You see that side of it. That's the you know. That's the good side. That's the side they want portrayed, and it, that's what it is portrayed. Like it's portrayed to be that way. You know, and the dark side of it is people. All these all these artists are not really friends. None of these artists are really friends. Some of them are. Most of them, nah. Because the industry is, like I said, however you want to put it, 70-30, 80-20, it's 80-20, it's, it's 80 fucking, like, your friendships, your relationships with people is 80%. The music is the fucking 20%. So what I'm saying is, motherfucker, like, it's, it's about who you know in this shit. Can you get this feature? Can you take this picture with you? You know this person can, and that determines how your career catapults. Sometimes, it's not. It's rarely about the music. It's rarely artists that have popped over the last few years. It's a couple on a couple of occasions, but at some point they have to strike a feature with a mainstream artist like Drake, Tory Lanez, and certain artists, the baby. You have to have that song featured with a mainstream artist to keep, you know, to make people focus on your other music. That's the type of stuff that happens. And it's fake. It's very fake. And when you, when people know different, when people know stuff about another person, not saying this could be a situation, but if somebody, if somebody you know, that's fighting to get their masters and get their rights and all that... Because we know Megan The Stallion had some type of label issues some months back, early in the year, and I think she she probably at this point she doesn't have her masters or nothing, and I'm just I'm just you know none of this may be factual, but I'm just giving you the type of shit that happens in the industry and how shit gets played up and shit gets covered up and swept under the rug, so. Her team could be mad and or just hating on the fact that they probably could not could not like Tory for whatever reason. It Could be something petty or personal or some shit he said or cause he, a lot of people say he comes off as very cocky and confident, overly confident and shit like that. So shit. So it's 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 easy to see him not being very likable as it is. So throw in the fact that he probably owns his shit and doing shit other artists want to do or a particular artists like Meg cannot do at this point she may have a love interest in him they probably had whatever he said or whatever they had but it was it was something in the background we didn't know they motherfucking was, had anything to do with each other until this shooting shit came out so that was some shit that was on the low type shit but this shooting shit is the reason that this shit is in the spotlight so they, her agents or whatever, cannot like this motherfucker for the, for that reason or some some personal shit. So they could see in the industry this is what happened when people see a perfect um, opportunity to trash you or try to get you canceled. They're gonna take it, and that's how I view this whole shit. Like we never, we like I said, we we never will know the real story. But it was easy at that point and I'm I'm guilty of this myself to, you know, jump in that bag and say, you know, uh protecting black women. But this might not even be the case. This could be some of this dark industry shit that people don't know about. And this is somebody freedom we're talking about, if this gets to this point and when a black celebrity, female, male, doesn't matter. When they're in a position where they're not owned by another race, there's there's tension amongst that race of the person that's not owned by somebody. And like I said, this may not be right, but this, this is a way of looking at this shit and how the industry goes to people who don't know This shit, how how bullshit happens. And how, you know, blogs and all this shit, and the headlines, they twist the shit. You feel me? So they may throw people's opinion off. But I'm giving you the real, and I'm giving you real insight to shit that motherfuckers don't know about. So, that's that. That's the whole album review, Tory shit, but... I don't know where Tory can go from here. I really don't know. I don't know where Meg... I don't know where they can do about this. I don't know how this would be resolved. But I know one thing for sure. This has to be like... I don't know. I don't know if people are keeping them from seeing each other or keeping them from communicating or whatever the fuck is going on type shit. But... I don't really know because on both sides they're shooting at each other's allegations no pun intended but whatever Meg says Tory's saying it's not happened. what Tory's saying Meg's saying it's not happened. so it's just like basically his word against yeah. hers and that's some shit that you can debate till the cows come home because we don't know only the passengers with them drivers security only them people know what the fuck Goddamn, happen, and if if they're if these security guards and maids people are the first people to put in their story and make tweets, goddamn, um, yeah, he shot her and shit, and he's innocent. Like this is this is that bullshit that I be talking about. This is the dark side of this shit. Like, like think back on this. People always put a target on black celebrities and whatever profession, acting, sports, or whatever, when they put they self in a league of their own. Think about it. Jay-Z, you know, it was all this Illuminati talk, and he's a sellout and shit like this. I don't even really got to get into this whole, you know, like, comedians, Eddie Murphy, you know, these allegations gay and all this junk and goddamn Michael Jackson with the touch and the when you put yourself in the league of dominance like you're you're in the league you compete with yourself and you're black it's always some allegation that's thrown out there and that's just real so, yeah. that's that. You know, spoke on, spoke on that. And it's kind of a sketchy situation, even to this point. But it's still, it's just kind of throw to me, man. Very throw. Very throw. But let's move on to some NFL. Now, everybody knows, bro, what happened with the Cowboys, you know that game and all that. But I'm going to go ahead and say this. Uh we talk about certain teams. Now, when certain people beat certain people and certain teams go into these games being the underdog and you know, not projected to win, it's it puts it's like it's kind of crazy. Now, when the Cowboys won, the next morning, everybody was talking about how bad the Falcons choked and gave this game away and did all this shit. And it just kind of deflected it off, not admitting that that's somewhat the Cowboys wanted it more. Another example, since people are going to say, oh, this is your team. So, okay, the Raiders, they beat the uh, New Orleans Saints. Underdog. People thought the Saints were going to win this, and I saw it on all these TV shows. Nobody projected the Raiders to win. They were clearly the underdog in the situation, and they won. And it wasn't like one of those lucky wins. Like they just—it was a secure win in spectacular fashion. So, but the next day the headlines are: Is Drew Brees, is Drew Brees losing? Is he getting old and stuff? See, people don't give the right props, man, and it's kind of crazy. People don't think we're going to beat uh Seattle. But see, me and, uh, us in Seattle, we go back and forth. And that's probably the game of the week, you know, 4 o'clock game. But what, what, probably, well, 3 o'clock game for me. But 4 o'clock game, and we're going to see, like, because Russell Wilson, what, three games in, two games in, we already talking about MVP stuff with him. And we see how Russell Wilson does. He does great in the regular season. Does good in the uh, postseason sometimes. And sometimes in the postseason, he's not very good. So we don't know what Russell Wilson we're going to see this year. We got to wait until the playoffs. We'll have to wait and see. So I'm not really too sold on this Russell Wilson MVP thing. I'm more sold on maybe Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. A lot of people want to throw uh, Cam Newton in there, but I ain't, I ain't ready to say that all yet. Cam still got a lot of adjusting to do and if you watch Cam Newton he don't really seem too comfortable in this system so we're going to see how the season progresses, but I really don't see Russell Wilson as the season's MVP it's, it's only been two games people talk about how he's looking in those games but the season hasn't progressed yet you know he hasn't played a team that's, you know, really coming for his head and stuff like that. He ain't been put in those type of situations yet. There's only a couple games to determine is he a true leader and the quarterback that everybody say he is. He hasn't been put in that situation yet. He may be put He may be put in it this Sunday, but it hasn't happened yet. It's for everybody to be talking about MVP season from him, yo, that's, that's, that's kind of crazy. But it is what it is. Uh, that's the first half of episode. Go ahead hit you with this advertisement. We're gonna start part two. Let's get it. So, as you all know, I started the new format, and this would technically be episode 84. So, with that being said, you will see how I play this off. I will break the segments up by days. Then on the Friday, I will add all the segments from the week together, and that will be the episode. But also. The different segments will be like different time lapses in what I'm doing. So you'll see how it plays out on Mac and all other DSP, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and others. So, yeah. So, on the last episode, I was talking about the Tory Lanes. I gave you the review. We talked about uh, how I thought people would like uh, the Heat was going to close out. When they did, they didn't. Boston won an extra game, but then they closed it out. The Lakers closed it out, like I said. Now, the finals is tonight. Okay, tonight. So, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Like, this whole Corona thing doesn't take away from my excitement. This is what it was going to be anyway. This is just an unfortunate, you know, turn of events. So, I'm very excited for the Lakers, for Laker Nation. We've been waiting a long time. I went from thinking about being a Clippers fan, and look how that would have turned out if I stuck to my guns on that. So, now... Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say everybody, you know, um, in the sports world, whether on either network you watch for your morning debate shows, um, everybody is, you know, saying the Lakers are bigger, better, you know. LeBron must win. LeBron, his legacy. This would hurt his legacy. Would this hurt his legacy? I think this would hurt his legacy. I don't think this would hurt his legacy. It would have hurt a little bit. That's what's basically been flowing around today. So, to answer this question. Um, okay. My whole thing is this. I don't think this LeBron-MJ thing is a valid conversation. Valid conversation because it's like you, this is it's a level of disrespect for one because you're leaving out two people who you know you for one you're leaving out the late Kobe Bryant and two it's like if you go know, it's like you're skipping over Kobe and just like okay the not in the league no more and granted he has been away from the game for a minute so but that's this is very unfortunate and hopefully he'll be back to the or better than he was when he got injured. So, let me see. Um, this whole LeBron-Jordan thing, like, bro, I don't... The reason I say Kobe and KD is left out because, okay, they play, Kobe played a little bit in the Jordan era, you know, and he played when it transitioned to where him and Shaq were dominating. And LeBron never even played in that era little bit Kobe was drafted you know he was the kid in the league he got to witness some of that error you know that was his first years in the league so that probably the way he played through the next generation and it wasn't you know physical as it was back then but he still got a taste of it LeBron and KD didn't get a taste of it they're in a whole different complete era but Kobe played up until their eras and Kobe was in the league with them coexisting and winning championships so the the conversation of NBA greats right now, it is Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Kevin Durant. I'm not even looking at Michael Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. Everybody knows the Michael Jordan story from the shot against uh, Cleveland to the shot against uh, the Jazz. Like, everybody knows Michael Jordan's story. Like, everybody knows it. Like, that is his own thing. That's that's that. And this whole thing about goddamn, like I've always said, to tell, like, for somebody to be, for my era, this is how I look at it. It's, it's a couple more guys. You want to throw AI, guys like T-Mac and all them guys in there. Okay, those guys were in that era, too, where I grew up watching these guys, Vince Carter, guys like that. Now, those are the guys that are in the same generation. Don't mean all those guys like um, are Hall of Famers, but they are all NBA legends, and all, all NBA legends are not are in the Hall of Fame, and let's get that thing straight, okay? But what I'm saying is, for my generation of the people that I grew up watching, those three guys are the guys that stand out. KD, Kobe, LeBron, or however you want to say it. So... That should be the conversation. At this t- at this point, people look at it. Obviously, everybody knows you know Kobe Bryant had retired and he also passed away earlier this year. Now, I don't. It should be within LeBron and KD. And if it, KD's not he if he hasn't played in a year or so or more than a year, then it's clearly like why do, what are we talking about? Now LeBron is obviously the greatest of his generation. Definitely. And if you want to go on and say he's the GOAT over Michael Jordan, then that's a valid that's a valid argument. Because Jordan fans are only gonna give you that same argument. Oh, well, he's three and six and you know, he lost the same amount of championships Jordan won and all this, bro. There's other aspects of winning six straight championships and not going to game seven and all that, having that killer instinct. Okay, a good thing I said it. Killer instinct. Everybody on the Bulls team did not have a killer instinct. People on the Bulls that not Michael Jordan, Pippen, or eventually Rotman had different skills. Steve Kerr had different skills from Michael Jordan. John Paxson had different skills. Luke Longley had different skills. The thing about Michael, the thing about LeBron James that differs from Michael Jordan is the fact that he has the skills of a starting five. Like he's different. He can guard any position. He can. Not saying that Jordan couldn't, but I'm saying like this is the stuff we see displayed. We've seen him get put to a point where he had to play point guard, and when this is very much a a point guard lead, and this is the most uh, a lot of elite point guard. So. It's just LeBron, from a statistics level, up until his style of play, maybe his style of play is not to your liking. And that's a whole other conversation. But to say he's not, and not to say, like, if somebody can argue validly that why Michael Jordan is better than LeBron, then I'm all out. But to just say six championships and six without losing none, that's just not enough no more. Because um, let's look at this. Because this right here would change this whole conversation. Now, I've seen an interesting picture earlier. Um, LeBron James. Now, look at this. Now, everybody knows, okay, his first time in the playoffs was 2007. and He got swept by the Spurs. Now, let's look at this now. Let's look at this now. I'm going to show you all how... This would not be the same conversation if this was reality. Now, okay, let's just say we don't count 7 And now, okay, next time, 2011. Everybody know what happened in 2011, okay? um, That didn't happen. Let's just say that didn't happen, like they didn't lose. Miami won. Miami wins 2011, 2012, 2013. That's a three-peat. 2014, that's a four-peat. Then he goes back to Cleveland, wins one, wins the second year, that's the 3-1 year, wins the year after that, wins 2018. Now, what if that was the case? And you know, this year he made it again. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now, we're not counting the 2007 when he got swept. Now, He would have won eight championships and lost one. If that was LeBron James' reality, Jordan fans would not be having this conversation. That would not be their defense. That would not be the backbone. They would not be spewing that every chance they could to put LeBron or whoever's arguing for LeBron in that corner. Now, I said all that to say that's just the one thing they know for sure. LeBron James is definitely probably a better passer than Michael Jordan. Um, more blocks, uh, more Um, uh, Like, he just plays the game different, and his stat line proves that. The stat line show, man, LeBron just plays different and was a different era. He came in out of high school and just, you know, was a high school phenomenon and was on Sports Illustrated and just was different. Is kind of looking at the equivalent of the modern day. The closest thing we've seen to that in recent history was Zion. And even then, he just spent one year at Duke. And by the time he went to the NBA, uh, he already had a million and so followers. Like, and he just had a different route. That was kind of the thing LeBron was on when he came in the league. And a lot of people were skeptical, but he lived up to the expectations and more. And for people to, nobody, like, it is hard as hell and. the, NBA to get to the finals one time. Some people get to the finals one time and never get back. And who's to say they win or lose? They still never get back. And this is something very hard to do. It's a team sport. And a lot of those times, LeBron James was the driving force. And sometimes Wade, you know, other people played, you know, motivated him to get into that mode to be like, yo, he had to be the driving force. So, I'm really not understanding how you, I would just say, let Jordan be where Jordan is, Jordan, in that era, and for people who grew up in a certain time, to grow up watching him, of course, you're never going to win that argument saying, oh, and people grew up watching Jordan, but still, somebody grew up watching LeBron, and they only saw YouTube highlights and ESPN highlights, ESPN classic games, and classic games on NBA TV from Jordan, then it's not the same as watching the shot against Cleveland, Greg, Elo. It's not the same watching that um, when it's a throwback game, you watching it on TV, you know, than watching it when it was live. So the person who watched it live, of course, is going to be pro Jordan. The person who wa- grew up watching somebody else, whether it was Kobe, KD, LeBron, of course, they're going to back that person. I would say keep it amongst that same generation, and those three guys that I just named are the ones going at it. And it depends on what type of player you like. And once you throw, like that's how I would look at it. Jordan is in that era with Barkley and Patrick Ewing, and you know, uh, GP, those guys. You know, where Shaq started out of over there. So he Shaq got a taste of that too, but it was different, like. It was different. But Shaq played into both of those eras. He's one of those guys, you know, he played through, you know. But yeah, so that's just how you have to view that. And and it's an ongoing conversation. You know, barbershops probably won't let it die all over across America. But to somebody who's older in age and elder, um They'll be talking about Kareem and Bill Russell and Wilt and you know Oscar Robinson. As time progresses, you can talk about Magic and Isaiah Thomas, and so it's just like people gon' idolize who they idolize, like Julius Irvin and those guys. To the older guys, people in that Jordan generation, they not yeah they not hearing that Michael Jordan conversation. There's some people who pro Magic that's not hearing that Jordan conversation. Like it depends on the generation and the era and who you grew up. And who you who game you love and idolize and that really comes to it. But I mean you can always have these conversations. It's fun to have it amongst your friends, homeboys or whatever, within the barbershop, you know. It's fun to have those conversations, but it's truly no real answer. It's about it's always gonna be an opinion of who the person is just going for, like who you like Jordan Game, you like that killerman to wanting to take the last shot. And some people like LeBron driving to the rack, getting the chase down block, driving, dishing it out to a shooter, uh, playing great perimeter defense and doing great and great passing. Like, that's what people like. is two different games. So you're just – you're missing – it's like you're missing, a, a like, great players in the midst because you're jumping from one generation – so like, they never played in the league together, I don't think, at the same time. So how could you? And even if they did, Jordan would have been, you know, the the big Jordan with smoking cigars and doing all that. He wouldn't have been the same guy. So I don't understand how you keep comparing him. LeBron, if people want to call him the GOAT right now, the best in the generation and all that, that's cool. But the same way we talk about the six championships – I don't give a damn if LeBron won all the finals he went to or not. Going to it is meant going to making the finals as many times as LeBron James has is the same as is it's remarkable as the same as Jordan winning six straight because that is something very hard. It is not something a lot of players don't never obtain, and he's doing it relentless. Like he's went to the finals in what two three different decades maybe. Like this is this is unbelievable. And people scam by talking about the record, LeBrick, LeBum, and all this. They just they just don't understand. And sometimes you people grow on you, all different artists grow on you. I mean different uh players um grow on you, but you you just you can hate LeBron but you can't deny that greatness, yo. Know? You cannot and how could you even like not like him as a person? I mean, because people think, okay, maybe he complained to the ref too much. He a bitch. I don't like him as a person. But that's not really him as a person. Him as a person is opening up the I Promise School and all the stuff he's vocal about in the um, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, any social media, using his platforms better. And that aspect is what people think he makes him the GOAT off court. Because Jordan just kept it strictly to basketball and didn't really care. And he just cared about... Competition and winning, like he never spoke on social issues, never did, and some people factored that in there. So it's it's a just a different game. And granted, it wasn't well. I mean, the internet was out back then, but it wasn't what it is today. So it wasn't the social media era like it is now. Granted, I give you that, but still, it was he. It still was press conferences. It still was media days. He still got interviewed. After games and whatever time he could have spoke on whatever social issues were going on at the time, whether it was Rodney King or whatever something, you know, so nobody's trying to hear that. So that's what some people look at. And like I'm saying, this is not even a valid conversation to begin with, but we must have it. That's how I feel. So, yeah. That's that, man. Um, What else, man? I want to go uh, get some on so we could do this uh, Power Book 2 thing. But I think we'll probably do that next. So I'm going to go ahead and hit you with this you know, advertisement. Then we're going to get right back to it. And like that, we are back for this second half of the episode. I have the lovely With me right now, and we're
1: supposed
0: to say part No, I thought I I I was. I was. I was gonna say it, but you filled it in. So you
1: You
0: know, so she got something she wanted to talk about, you know.
1: Yes, he finally let me get my little five minutes of fame. I guess my little segment time. So my segment. I'm a nerd, so of course I want to talk about books. I love reading. People tell y'all. Well, since we've been together, I kind of slept though. But I used to read all the time. But, um. You were
0: reading the first time? When I was watching the All Star game, we met All Star Weekend. You know, we were watching All Star. You was reading that book on your phone. Oh, yeah. That's one of her books, too?
1: Yep. Okay. Proceed. All right. So, I like reading different books. Um, my favorite author is Love Belvin. She writes romance novels. Now, typically when you hear about romance novels, yes, this is my guilty pleasure, people. Don't judge me. Well, typically when you hear about romance novels, you think, oh, it's just going to have a lot of sex scenes and that's all the book going to be about. And But this author, her book is not like that. It does have sex in there. Great sex scenes.
0: A lot. <laughs>
1: a lot. But she actually talks about black love she talks about black relationships and the real things that black relationships go through when I worked at the bookstore this is an author that uh, I worked at a white uh, bookstore so they did not sell these authors publications but I put a lot of black people on her when they would come in and ask me to recommend an author I recommended her to a lot of people and they they started reading her and they love her books because it's like always gonna be another part It's like a movie while you're reading the book Cause it's gonna be a part one She's gonna have at the end some kind of cliffhanger And it's gonna blow your mind at the end And then you're gonna have to wait Six months to get Part two and you're gonna wonder for them six months Like what happened at the end of this book And
0: when they gonna make a visual for
1: this <clears throat> Yeah So I started telling Jeremy um, The book that I'm reading by her Now is The Recklessness Recklessness um series let me pull it up and she has two parts to it. Part one nah muted hopelessness series. So part one is muted hopelessness. Part two is our muted reckless recklessness and this is a good series if you want to read this after read her books um, this series in particular is about a female boxer and a football player and it's kind of their love story of what happens but her books they're very different because they always start in the middle of the love story and then she goes back so she starts in the middle in the first chapter and you don't know what's going on she just starts in the middle of the story it's kind of like uh, how to get away with murder how they started uh, at the end when somebody getting killed and then you don't know what goes on so she goes back to the beginning and explains the story then you meet in that middle part and then she goes to the end and tells you like what happens what transpired after that event that happened so this series is about a boxer and a football player and um they met in college when they met in college the football player was the star you could say the he was going to the league he had big hopes and dreams so he's this big guy but in the beginning of the book he's a journalist and the girl who's a nobody she's the big time person she's the boxer with the name so you just have to figure out like how did this turnabout come what happened between them to make them break up because obviously at the beginning of the book they're not together so you wonder like what happened what made them not be together and then she goes back and tells you so it's a very good series um, It's
0: like one of those things you, you can't just read one To get You know You gotta read all of them
1: Yeah you gotta read all of them To get the full picture Of the whole story And then like
0: Even after you read Something new You, you can probably go, gotta go back and Yeah Cause I it.
1: Cause she just released Book two in July Uh, But I was late getting it She released book two Yeah In July And so I just got it Because I'm still Catching up on other books um so i just got this one last what last week and i read it like in a day book two and when i read book two i went back to book one so that i could figure out what did i miss and i actually missed a lot so it's a it's a really good series uh her name is love belvin people b-e-l-v-i-n if you look her up um, You might be interested And then if y'all have some authors That y'all like I love reading black literature So if you have some authors that you like Please send them to me Recommend it uh, I love reading something new Something interesting
0: You said uh, you just read book two
1: Yeah
0: uh, That's a perfect segue into our next topic Power Book two
1: Book two ghosts
0: Yeah So We have been watching this You know I even you know I even write estimated the time we will get to see it <laughs> on the stars app so i've been on point with that each week now they're saying this episode which is episode five i don't understand why they're stopping mid-season but this is the mid-season finale i seen them do that last season well the last series with the ghost and when ghost got shot you know it took a break to a few months off then it played off until you know everybody' perspective of that day that's when they came back and did that but now i don't know people are saying this is gonna be just definitely it's power so this episode if it's the mid-season finale it's gonna be it's gonna get going from beginning to the end and it's gonna end on a cliffhanger or some shit yeah, you didn't expect some
1: kind of cliffhanger Yeah, we're gonna be left waiting but that whole
0: episode is gonna be some some shit you didn't expect probably like this episode say you never saw what's coming so i don't know
1: but so far, Tariq kind of setting himself up. Yeah, y'all bring it back way. up to speed.
0: Yeah, bring it up to speed. Same
1: way as his daddy, and that's the person that he hated so much. Like you, you killed your own father, but yeah, you're setting yourself up to you. You're exactly like him.
0: Let's bring him up to speed, though. The uh, am the first four Spoilers. episodes, so. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you didn't you watch it, it, it's already about to be episode five tomorrow. So uh, episode one, episode one definitely just plays off what happened in the original series of Power. You know, Ghost being deceased, Tasha. You know, taking her, a her beard, Yeah, and Tyreek. You know, enrolling in Stanfield. I think yeah, Stanfield. Stan, Stanfield yeah. University. Yeah, him doing that, and that was um, off the strength of Ghost yeah that was a strength of Gopher. his connections yes, connections into politics and people and business owners that he knew so that's that you know he always wanted to put Tyreek in a different lane than he had so that's definitely in the works but now Tyreek you see Tyreek is overwhelmed he's in his special advanced class he's you know not well, reading yeah, books put and on shit the spot. yeah he's getting put on the spot by professors he's getting put on the spot by advisors and he has one advisor who's you know Trying to help them out and all that and that whole she got
1: her own yeah, they,
0: they call <laughs> like new, this.
1: This show has got yeah, levels too quick.
0: Yeah, like yeah, I like how they add these new characters in and you starting to like unravel these characters. Cause we already know Tyreek's story, his background, but these other people, it's like we don't
1: know know really. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get to know
0: them, you know, like get to love them, and so they can be, you know, don't feel like you know the eyeballs out like how you know how Tommy and Tasha everybody was on the yeah
1: they had the got
0: used to everybody you feel me? Yep. gotta get used to these characters. So, yeah, that's basically the rundown episode too. Then he had a method man, you know, he comes in. He Tyreek forces his hand, you know, with the social media live. And then, you know, he's in business. And at the funeral, he's kind of, you know, torn between should he tear his father down or should he, you know. But then he has the option to just say what he feels. So, And he
1: says that he's learning a lot from his father. Yeah. Which he is. His father taught him a lot. He taught him.
0: He taught him how to, you know, be how he is and do street stuff, but also have those manners and, you know. How he to come up, know. yeah, to talk to the people. A lot
1: of people put cold switch.
0: Yeah, you, you know how, know to, how do to do close. that. And You saw that in the first episode from his manners talking to, you know, having to tutor Zeke and all that and talking to that woman. And it's, it's a lot following on Tyree. So I'm glad, you know, he finally, you know, the most hated person through the Power series got their own <laughs> spinoff. And it's hard <laughs> to That's make great. that transition because when we last seen him in the He's original Power uh, yeah, now
1: he's
0: it's kind of it's main. it's cool how they did that. That's great writing and great storytelling to make somebody hate somebody in cool. this series, yeah. but to root for him in the next series, you can't help but be on Tyreek's side now. Yeah. Because it's like you went from because hating last
1: him. Years, yeah, hated him. Yeah, everybody hating
0: him. Yeah, he's like you go from hating him. Now it's to like ah, now I gotta root for this nigga because you know you want him to get his mama out. You want him to do because this. She
1: didn't do it yeah. really. Yeah, she did a lot of stuff now. <laughs>
0: yeah. you want you root for him, and That's that's cool. How you can just flip that in a matter of months and you be on his side and be like, yeah, I want him to do this. Like I don't want him to get caught. I don't want, you know some shit like that. That's crazy. Now episode two. Episode 2. What was episode 2? That was when he had dinner with them. Or well, that was the first episode. I, know, I thought that was recent.
1: Uh, dinner was like
0: the third one. Whatever. What was the episode when Kane tried to scare him after we took him back?
1: Yeah, that was like two.
0: Yeah. So that. And, uh, I don't even talk about these the new characters. Diane, Kane, Drew. Now, Drew, he's taking a lot of heat on social media right now. Snoop Dogg, uh, I seen the on of top dog. They didn't understand this whole. This, you know, they comparing <laughs> it. They putting power with the shy and all this stuff. So, I oh, don't know. I ain't gonna really speak on it, but it kind of you know. If you've been an avid Power fan since day one, you don't understand where this storytelling is. Like you don't. I understand. You said it's for but, the youth. You said it's for the youth and how the youth stand on.
1: How do you view society? Mm-hmm. Um, this is what you see Normalizing in television I mean Did you ex- not expect to see that? Yeah
0: Not in power though But you know you Power you know You expect to I see I mean her.
1: But If we thinking about this In retrospect uh, This is uh, What community What community he started with Is supposed to be Yeah
0: he's in college For the most part Yeah It's more for a college scene So that's gonna be the whole basis For the show you know meeting other that's, young people that's what
1: you see in college though
0: yeah you do this, this is, the, is this that is that this is
1: coming out and realizing some
0: people some out. people came out well, with, way before, before yeah but this is when more so
1: in college is when people really let their guard confidence
0: go. goes yeah, you and get just, more comfortable when they see other people and how they stand for it cause I remember it being you know certain what was it marches for gay people in Raleigh and stuff like that I remember
1: Pride.
0: yeah gay pride i remember that stuff like in pap hall people was going for it on campus and stuff like that so i can definitely relate to that sense and seeing you know how it is modern day versus you know back in the day you feel me but what i'm about to say uh sax 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 definitely he's bro. see sax is one of those characters like he's gonna milk it while he can you know he like on these episodes he's gonna keep milking he's gonna keep flipping everything he did in power that he keep trying to fling on him last but season, but, but when they get sex he's not gonna get no they like. Don't yeah, they not nail like, him he's not gonna get out like he did last time he got lucky cause those got shot bro last
1: season this man lost his job about to go to jail yeah about to go to jail and then a week later now you just on top you got everything you the head of the department come on now
0: no, there's some dirty shit going on, but Sax, like I said, he gonna get his brother when he do, bro. I'm just oh, waiting
1: on no, Method Man to figure this out. Like that's all I'm waiting on.
0: Yeah, Method Man. He didn't
1: call on um, the lawyer to court. What's her name on the show?
0: Tamika. Yeah, Tamika. He already sent her a subpoena. She thought she had a secret admirer. <laughs> Got her ass. But yeah, he's gonna get on the team. He gonna get on the team.
1: He gonna force some hand. He already told her he wanted to know. He asked her. In confidence, she ain't want to tell him. So now he he got the subpoena on
0: him. Mhm. So that and now Sax is putting what his niece in danger. He put his niece in danger.
1: Oh. He
0: Sax putting his niece in danger because uh oh I gotta add you to that power group on Facebook. They be peeping so much dump from scenes. Tyreek. When he's doing, when there's when they, him and Brayden are having the early 2000s theme party and Tyree has the Michael Straighthand jersey, Brayden is dressed like Cameron with the pink on. Tyree walks up to her and sees her phone in that scene before he escalates that little fight to get the other plug. He sees her phone and he sees the picture of him from his dad's funeral. So he knows, so when he goes up top and he's looking at that, he saw her phone when, he, when she was holding it in front of him. And she saw her take recording and doing all this stuff in the party when he was when he removed himself. So yeah, we don't know what's gonna happen to her cause Sax just he put his niece in danger. And now Braden, he's one of the Western boys, so whatever he does on campus can get covered up. But so still he's
1: just going along with it, just talking to this girl. You know his little
0: loose lips. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't I don't know. I think he I think he will put it together or Tyreek will put him on game and then they're going to put an end to her ass. <laughs> they're going to put an end to her ass.
1: something can do.
0: Yeah, and he's going to have his niece blood on his hands. They're going to have that black dude blood on his hands. Remember that dude Drake Hilt? Oh, yeah. 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 He's trying to fuck with them St. Patrick's and all them niggas. And they connections. So, this is definitely playing out great. I know for sure. 50 Cent, we just shot the video like two weeks ago for. The chapter, what, the book three, Raising Canaan, the prelude, so, you know, that's going to have a different... Yeah,
1: because diff- they posted the characters.
0: That's going to have a different theme song than Big Rich Town, but that's a different whole time period, and that's before, you know, when they teenagers in the streets, him, Tommy, and Ghost, so, that's going to be something to watch, mm-hmm. definitely. We're going
1: to finally this find is out the, the this beef the next him chapter. and Tasha.
0: Yeah, because some people are saying they had some history or something and shit like that, so...
1: Or maybe
0: this is sister. Some people think uh Kane and Tyreek dead. Mm, yeah, so they don't know
1: too.
0: Yeah, so there's a lot of theories going on what, what's I don't going... think so. Yeah, it's a good it's a good sparks a good conversation, you know, but I don't know. We'll see what plays out and what how these people are connected. I know for sure Joey Badass is in here. That's just one of the uh few rappers I know that's in here. But I think um what book two was already renewed 'cause they had seven point million views on the app yep. and on stars, the cables and Book
1: Two renewed for uh, season, season two. two.
0: And they adding on Jackie Long. You don't really know who Jackie Long is, uh ATL Esquire. He's be he's uh, he's coming on to the book two cast for next season, so this look very promising. I know they still got what? Um book four and that's Tommy Think force, and I think they 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 on board with this Tate thing. But Tate stuff is not now. Tate stuff is a prelude to when we first met him in Power. So we still might see here see Ghost and Tommy and all these niggas and that shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So Tate shit is before he you know all that bullshit. It's a prelude too. Oh,
1: cause
0: we gonna tell how he got to be that way. Yeah. So. I mean, he done did a lot of dirty stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, power never ends. We're going to be seeing different books and different chapters different seasons and all this shit. Like, that's that iconic show, black show. And he set
1: it up.
0: Yeah. Just, Shout
1: out Courtney
0: Kemp. Yeah. Courtney, and Courtney Kemp is on, uh, Courtney Kemp is acting on Raising Canaan on book three, the next series. Courtney oh, Kemp really? is an actor. She's acting in this. So, yeah, we're going to see what role she plays and all this. You know, she's been behind the camera for since the beginning and writing and all that stuff. So, That can be definitely something, you know, to watch. But, yeah. I think this, you know, pretty much set the tone. They kicked it off with Ghost. And I think that's the perfect way to start it. With, you know, Tyreek. But now, there's so many different ways you can go. A lot of people anxious to see this Tommy stuff.
1: That's what I want to see.
0: Yeah, Tommy in L.A., bro. Tommy's
1: about to be wild.
0: He got to start over. He got to make new connections. He got to make new relationships, you know. So who knows? Is he gonna take um? What's Lala's son name up right there? Is he gonna take him in? What is he gonna do? Or you know, yeah. what time he gonna do? You feel me? So. Man,
1: his mama, he really
0: don't talk to her. Yeah, she she was more upset. She because she think ghost her son. You know what she was talking about with him.
1: Mm-hmm. She love her Jamie boy. Unless he tell her he was done. Yeah. He was done with her, and he left.
0: And the thing about it. I like Tommy's story out of that shit though because it's like him and Ghost you know they had their ups and downs you know through the power series and shit he's but, the
1: most loyal person to him though
0: but yeah even with, been but, since but when, when Tommy point. realized Ghost ain't do none of that shit to him and that's what made Tyreek mad and put the Italians on him because he didn't want to kill him because he thought Ghost had fucked his operation up he thought Ghost did all that bullshit. Like, but when he realized he didn't do it he put that shit together and like oh Dre was trying to kill him and he went there to try to save Ghost but it was too late type shit like that was yeah I like how Tommy did that shit though even though even
1: No, he's always been loyal to him since since day one with the whole Holly situation mm-hmm. he really loved her but he killed her for his best friend killed his dad for her I mean he, he been loyal to him
0: yeah Teresi Teresi had to die though <laughs> Teresi had to die though he had to die cause he was trying to play he was trying to play his own son though he had to die
1: Teresi.
0: I mean, I never liked him anyway. Nah, Terence, yeah, he had to get smoked, but cause there ain't no way. How the hell he get out? He's serving life.
1: <laughs> that nigga gonna be in for forever.
0: <laughs> that nigga serving life now. All of a sudden, he home and shit. Everybody in the
1: family should've known that was
0: suspect. Speaking of that, it's like that same shit with uh, they uncle on book too. <laughs> you know, he got a couple years. You know, one for no good behavior. Exactly, bro. Certain niggas, they just be wild and behind them bars. They ain't getting out of no what Fucking rat, man.
1: What's
0: the fucking rat?
1: Your uncle's a rat, man.
0: <laughs> Got his ass. Then we thought about it like, yeah. He was, though.
1: He was that looking
0: like, uh. Everybody making this picture trying to compare Tyreek, you know, to his pops and with the women and all that, with Brayden and Tommy. But I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, bro. This not gonna be how this plays out. I'm telling you, like it's gonna be, it's Tyreek. It's Tyreek we talking about.
1: First of all, it's Courtney Kim we talking about.
0: Yeah, like it's this not. This
1: lady go- always throw these wrenches in her and these and how to sing.
0: Yeah, so um, he never. It's Tyreek at the end of the day. You never know how they're gonna play out with him. It's like Tyreek, the, the the dude looks so cool. The waves spinning. He can lie effortlessly to you
1: that man said a lie with a straight
0: face no mouth. yeah I stole it from my grandmother <laughs> that man was tell a
1: lie with a straight face it don't break scene
0: <laughs> said, I know where she kept the money I'm like bro he got her he got her ass but with that gun she kind of threw it off though just like that time him and Kane went to the white neighborhood and he
1: like acting like he was having that ass for yeah. a
0: second <laughs> what the fuck you doing boy She <laughs> so, like that get you shot man <laughs> but yeah bro over and over power is gonna always be power and it's gonna you know dominate the numbers make stars relevant for more than just move classic move watching classic movies on it and have dominant shows and you know but it's kinda doing good right now they got that P-Valley it's kinda doing good do I do it? see I'm asking Pop fam should I dive into these shows bro like P-Valley and the shot bro I don't know bro cause I don't wanna be pissed off like, like, No, all seriousness, like, I don't want to be pissed off, so I'm asking y'all. Whatever y'all say, that's how I go about it. I mean, I got stars. I can go ahead and Ben's watch the whole P-Valley season. You feel me? So, we can go ahead and get that. But, I mean, should I go ahead and do it? He's not going to watch none of these shows. Do y'all know this is the same man that just watched How to Get
1: Away with Murder this year? Oh, okay. Y'all
0: really think you going to watch these shows? <laughs> like, but I don't... Especially, though, it's not it's not good when people keep talking about it, though. Like, if I found it on my own and start watching it, okay, cool. But if y'all, everybody want to talk about it every fucking week and, you know, build this and, like, get this hype around it, when I watch it, it probably is not going to exceed my expectations. And this little murder dude, and I don't understand these memes and all that. So... That's another reason I want to watch it though. I don't want to understand these memes, but I don't. But
1: it's supposed to be based on Mississippi. <laughs> That's the funny part.
0: You know what we need back on TV? Snowfall. We're going to get that 2021, hopefully early. Well, Snowfall, everybody, the cast members, everybody around, they're saying season four is going to get crazy. You feel me? They're saying season four is going to, you know. I don't know. People are making these crazy allegations, saying Franklin gonna turn to a snitch and work with the boy. I don't know. But I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know. It's a lot of what people think, but I don't know. A lot of people saying Snowfall season four. This is the gonna be the historic season, and I I want to know how. What's the, I forgot, but I ain't we ain't watching this so long. What's old girl name? Uh, what was got hooked on crack?
1: Maybe we ain't watched them. Longer. That's what I'm saying. Look how many shows we watch in between it. Matter of <coughs>
0: fact, I'm gonna watch Snowfall tonight. Pandemic
1: baby. still.
0: I'm watching Snowfall tonight. Oh, night. matter of
1: fact, you you ain't even said nothing about um, Donald Trump having COVID.
0: Oh yeah. Before before we even get to that, we yeah, gotta talk about this debate. Now this mm-hmm. this was like uh. Skipping Shannon undisputed at seventy and ninety years old and cutting over each other, M- Mr. President. Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President. That's all we heard, bro. Yeah, you can, it's hard to get anything. We were talking to this clown, or I mean, this person. That Joe Biden, <laughs> that Joe Biden was got tired of. You could tell he felt like everybody else watching it at home. Like, bro, just shut the hell up. Let me talk, bro. Because you gonna try want that demand
1: to say
0: Trump didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Anything. He tried to throw him off. Then he went low blow talking about his son and all that junk and. A lot of people just want to beat his ass for that. Uh, Mr. President. A lot of people clowning him saying, yeah, he acting like his, how his hands look. Like a baby. He, you know, he said he got small hands. They be roasting that dude, but. You talking about his hair? He's saying it was? His... Straight was shown. Yeah, and all this junk. All right, bro. A lot of people, a lot of people feel that nothing was game. And. A lot of people it feel really tr- Trump just sabotaged this to when he got to real questions, and the whole thing that went viral was him. So who who am I targeting right here? White supremacists, white supremacists, stand back, stand like, bro. Nah. He refused to denounce white supremacy.
1: Told him to stand back and stand by.
0: Like I don't understand. Did somebody
1: that. tell you to stand back and stand by. That means they're going to call you at another at another time. If I tell you, hey, stand back right there and stand by, that means be on the lookout for my call or my signal.
0: Trump, bro. Trump. Okay. Let's not act like, bro, this is not the same dude who was born into a racist family. He owned hotels. He owned condos, ap- apartment complexes, and kicked out tenants and wouldn't sell his uh, apartments, wouldn't let the uh, black people have apartments and condos wouldn't let black people have rooms in his hotel like this is the family he comes from this is the family he comes from and joe biden called him a racist to his face so what are we talking about here he said he done more for the black community where where
1: Where?
0: i'm trying to figure out you think about this stimulus thing but Five hundred
1: dollars and we've been in a pandemic for how
0: long? And the second one is yet to come. They're trying to say it's coming this month. They've been saying that oh, for okay. the last three months. <laughs>
1: it's coming this month, all
0: right. <laughs> it's always coming this month, she bro. are
1: looking in the mail for
0: it. So it's like, bro, what's going on here? And this is not what I thought would happen. I mean, I at least thought they would let each other talk. It probably could look like the whole, you know, what's, um, debate, the Mitt Romney, Barack Obama, one, I think it was more professional, you know, exactly. but they, you, they let each other talk for the
1: professional. That's the point of a debate, not to over talk each other, but the, it's, it's the moderator fault because he just lost control of the whole situation. He should have told them to shut the fuck up and Mr. let President. speak.
0: I mean, Joe Biden, can I have my time back? Joe Biden's like, can I have my time back, (laughs)
1: Right, Biden just keep on telling him to run the clock back and stuff. (laughs) So So he was scared to say something.
0: Every time Joe Biden was getting to a good point, he come in with some random stuff. Well, I did more in 47 months than you've done in 47 years. That's what
1: he want. He want to distract you.
0: That's what I'm like. He sabotaged it. It's
1: a whole circus performance because he wanted to distract you from something else.
0: How? <laughs> How, like, bro, within 10 minutes, bro, he condemned Joe Biden, right, <laughs> for being too soft on the law, law enforcement. Then he said he was too hard on him, bro. Like I don't like. What was he going with that whole? This suit? is like
1: his taxes. How the fuck he paid <laughs> seven hundred fifty dollars in Texas, and I pay a thousand this year.
0: Millions of dollars for my taxes. Millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what means million it? Millions of dollars, my nigga. He
1: paid seven hundred and fifty dollars. That's what them papers say.
0: Millions Donald. of so dollars. What are your
1: papers to say? Oh, now 'cause because usually if somebody landed on you and you got a receipt, you'd be like, oh, now, here are the receipts right here. I paid $1 million in Texas. Well, where does, where's that documentation at? Oh, okay. Then. He paid them $750. Meanwhile, the rest of us, they're struggling. We paying thousands and 2000 for some bull. Oh, okay.
0: A couple things I wanted to say. I'm going to wrap this Trump thing up. So, okay. I'm gonna end it on a music note, and we gonna just, I'm gonna get my expectations for these projects before I listen to them today. And I'm going go ahead and throw in there the Lakers are up one zero against the Miami Heat in spectacular fashion, and we got it like we were supposed to. And I think Simone, this is where you exit. I mean, you pointed at the clock, so I thought I was going to knock it out. So yeah, end of debate. He said he talking about how he had these rallies with no mask, and today we hearing that him and the first lady are have coronavirus. So okay, I don't really think this is move- This is not shocking. Um, shocking news. What I mean, why would you go walking around freely with no mask? Especially if you're the president, you gotta be around all different types of people. You feel me? He's an
1: idiot. So it's a hoax.
0: Yeah, it's a hoax. All right, it's been a, it's a hoax. It's a hoax. That's
1: what he's performing right now.
0: So all right, that's that. I don't know how this is going to play out. Some people say he's faking. Some people say he's just trying to. And if he does have it and he beats it, he's going to act like he's going to flex. Like he holding yep. or something. But
1: with that, with that vaccine that he want to inject into everybody that bleach. Exactly. I injected the bleach and no. And perfectly Joe Biden said everyone.
0: that too. He's like, you know I said that jokingly. No, you did not. No.
1: Yeah, he, just, he said he was being sarcastic.
0: No, no. But all right, that's enough about the POTUS. And floaters. Um, all right, today uh, what you got? Twenty One Savage Metro Boom and Savage Mode Two. My expectations. I think it's gonna be a good project from Twenty One Savage. A classic album cover. It goes back to the masterpiece No Limit, that type era. Oh, uh, what else? Bryson Tiller drops uh, for the first time since what? What year? Twenty fifteen, twenty fourteen. Called anniversary. It's it. it, I like I like stuff like that. I I like backstories when he drops Mm. his album the same day as his first one, and it's the cover is just a different color and it's him now. It's basically like yo anniversary is his shit. In twenty
1: fifteen.
0: Yeah, he dropped it on the same. I was
1: listening to it before you woke up this morning.
0: so yeah, I expect this to be yeah. good. He has a song with okay, Drake. Got a song with Drake, so you know all the emotional guys are gonna have captions all summer. Well not for the rest of or for the uh, rest of the year. All the emotional people are gonna have captions for the rest of the year. If Bryson Tiller and Drake, oh my god.
1: We've been oh track. my.
0: Bryson Tiller and Drake on one tra- on one track? Twitter's gonna eat this one alive. They oh, yeah, they're gonna, live. The <laughs> they gonna eat this one alive. So what else? Uh Y G four hundred, my life, whatever the project is. Uh YG, like I said, he came in with two classics. So I gave him, you know, a little leeway to, you know, bounce. I wasn't really feeling the last two projects that much. So I want to see where is he going? Is he going back into his bag with the first two albums or where he's going to go? I haven't heard any singles off this, and I purposely did that to listen to the album and see what songs I feel should be singles. And can I get back to that My Crazy Life, you know, YG type stuff. So that's going to wrap up this episode. Anything else you want to say?
1: No. Just if you're reading, (laughs) throw me some
0: authors. (laughs) If you're reading this, it's too late. (laughs) And like that, we're in the books. We'll see you again next week. Much love to everybody. And
1: happy Friday.
0: Happy Friday, Fridays. You feel me, Fridays. Feel me? Waiting
1: on the
0: end of the day. Um, question too, bro. I know everybody give me an answer to this, bro. Do you feel you should vote why, why not? And I want very broad answers, no general stuff. Let me know why or why not you should vote, or how you who who do you feel should be equipped to run America for the next four years. So on that note, we are out. We'll see you next week. We clocking out, baby. Pi fam, much love.